Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. WILK News Radio. Great to be back with you guys. Bob Cordaro with you. Honoring uh, some veterans we lost the beginning of May. Stanley Stansky, Plains Township. He was a salesman, served in the U.S. Army, based in Fairbanks, Alaska. Survived by his wife of 58 years, Helen. Dennis Opiella, Wilkesbury, U.S. Navy and the submarine, the USS Trumpetfish. Timothy Bozek, Pittston, Ford Observer in Iraq with Bravo Company 2nd Battalion out of Fort Hood, Texas, during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Gordon Schaefer of Sawyersville, U.S. Army, raised in Wilkes-Barre, two years during the Vietnam War. His wife, Phyllis, of 54 years, over 54 years, Survives him. And James Clark, South Wilkesbury. U.S. Army during the Vietnam War. He was in South Korea on the DMZ. Known as Mr. Baseball, the coach, dad, pop. Wife of 43 years, Donna, survives him. That's our veterans for today that we uh, we are missing dearly already. The show brought to you by Pizza Bella Mountaintop, home of the zero-carb pizza crust, now available at Pizza Bella Mountaintop only, Route 309 in Mountaintop, and our hourly sponsors. The Dunmore Lumber Company, 622 South Blakely Street, Dunmore. Beat the big box blues at Dunmore Lumber. And then the Marjan Golf Course. The best bargain in local go- golf, Mount Cobb, Jefferson Township, Just drive right past the old Scranton Muni. You'll find it. There may be the best food in golf, but it's guaranteed the best bargain in golf. All right, we're back to order after that brief adjournment for uh, Paula Degnan's news. And (laughs) this is, it's almost inexplicable. And you would love to get the person who wrote this. But I've told you, you know, you've got to watch, and the the, the New York Times is still the lead dog for the left-wing lunatic media. 
And I said, I, I, they don't know which way it's going to go. But they may have been alerted to their friends from the FBI that this document that James Comer is going to look at today doesn't do any damage to Biden. And that, guess what? We're not going to investigate him, no matter what it says. Because the New York Times came out. Now, this is after Biden reportedly missed the podium twice at that Air Force speech last week. Walked right past it. Had no clue where he was going. And then fell down in a heap. Like an, the idiot that he is. And the New York Times comes out, because and this, this is what will tell you if they think that he's going to get caught or nailed on his corruption or they'll be forced to prosecute him. The New York Times said he's fit, sharp, and has striking stamina. Yes, it's striking because he stumbles around like an old idiot and he can only do one event a week. So they may be girding up to lie because they've got to preserve Biden in order to advance their sick agenda. And Excavator says Kamala is now officially to be known as word salad only. Just word. Now, is it Excavator guy, is it word salad only or word salad? Now, John Perillo is with us. And the, the focus has come back to Ukraine, at least briefly, given this uh, interview that um, Zelensky did over the weekend. Uh, another $390 million going over there in military aid. But you've got an interesting viewpoint of what's happening over there. And it could lead into talking about the offensive that Ukraine is planning maybe next week. But the ineffectiveness of the Russian missile attacks. Yeah. And thanks, Bob, and uh, for having me on the show again. I, I did want to talk a little bit about that because I think it leads into what Bob was describing earlier as to why they, the Ukrainians feel that now is a good time for this counteroffensive. By the way, and if I didn't this, say it, it's John Barillo with Monday Musings. We become, become so familiar with this process, John, that I said, I think I forgot to say it. <laughs> uh, no, it's great. Thank you for the introduction. I, I just all my check comes. I'm happy. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I, I don't think I have enough information for a good analysis on this counteroffensive yet. I'll, I promise your listeners I'll be working on that. But one of the things that Bob talked about that, one of the aspects of this war to this point that should puzzle us and certainly puzzles me is why the Russians haven't been able to use their massive missile advantage as effectively as we expected that they should. And I think that that the reason why I want to talk about this is I think it explains in part why the Ukrainians feel that now is a good time for the counteroffensive. And just for comparison, if you think back to the beginning of the U.S. operations in the Persian Gulf, you probably remember, in, especially in Gulf War One, there were all those pictures of U.S. precision munitions taking out command and control elements you know, within the first several minutes of the fight. And our offense, offensive included things like precision shot munitions, where you'd see that uh, the aircraft going over with a laser dot on a building, and the next thing you know, that building is gone. Um, and then uh, lots of standoff munitions as well, like, uh, like cruise missiles. So the Navy would launch these missiles from at sea. The missile would use terrain mapping or GPS and arrive at its target and fly into some door. Um, and so we, we, we saw this application of air power and missile power 
And then all that dropped off to allow safer air support of ground operations. Right? That, that was kind of how we managed our war effort, during, especially during Gulf War I, and, and also in every offensive that we ever take. Well, the Russians have that same capability, so why haven't they, they been able to have the same results? And the first obvious Russian miss, and again, I, I, in your mind, please think to why is this, how does this affect the Ukrainian decision as to move forward with this offensive? So the first miss on the Russian side on the missile operations is one of intelligence and targeting capabilities. So the U.S. has a couple of real key intel advantages. You know, we have an excellent satellite system. We have uh, uh, the best troops on the ground version of intel. And, and, you know, we tend to think of our special operators in terms of being kinetic in nature, right? They, they, they kill people and they break things, and they do that, of course. But the, the other thing they do is forward reconnaissance, so, you know, pooping and snooping in our language. They go forward of our front lines and identify key enemy locations and, and concentrations, and, and then they use their technology to target those with guided munitions. And, and then our more conventional troops have scout units that are usually in advance of the main body. They practice the role of calling in air support constantly, um, and they use the uh, same thing with missile technology, right? So they'll put a laser on, they'll, they'll GPS those coordinates back to the missile batteries, and the missile batteries take those out. And one of your honorees is, is today is a forward, was a forward observer. That's his job, right? He's, he's embedded with a unit, and he tracks enemy locations, and then he uses his, his ability and his skill to call in precision airstrikes. So that's a big part of how we fight, and we're really good at it. And the Russians have not shown that combined arm capability in Ukraine. Why? We, and we, 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 yeah, so, so we talked a little bit about that earlier on, right, that, that you know, that the, the, the risk to that person of being forward and all these other things. Um, but, but so they haven't been able to do that. That's kind of number one. We'll, we'll get into the whys in here in a second. So, and again, so if you remember the shock and awe campaign early on, um, the, we hit everything and destroyed everything until nothing was left standing. And the Russians carried out something like 160 airstrikes in the first two days of the war. And in their own words, they hit nearly, their words, nearly 10 military bases. If you fire 160 airstrikes and, and missiles and you hit nearly 10 military bases, you're not really doing a very good job. And the, so now we get to the whys, right? The Ukrainians have utilized a couple of things in their defense. So some of it's high-tech, high-tech air defenses that they purchased from us, right? Um, anti, anti-missile missiles and anti-aircraft missiles. And the other thing they've done is a lot of really low-tech stuff, like, you know, um, dispersing, keeping your troops dispersed and your stuff uh, away from central location, mobility, moving your stuff, deception, making a fake uh, node, if you will, and then camouflage. Right? And, the, and, and, the Rus- and the Ukrainians have been masters of that stuff, and the Russians haven't been able to respond to that. And part of the reason, in my opinion, why the Russians haven't been able to do that is that you know, once you start employing those techniques that the Ukrainians are using, you need people on the ground with eyes on targets to be effective. And the Russians certainly haven't been able to do that. And in addition to that, the, Russian air- the Ukrainian Air Force has been punching way above its weight. And... Even in the first day of the war, the Ukrainians were, you know, fighting the Russians in the air and actually won an air battle over Hostomel, you know, which was a huge victory militarily, but also a big morale factor. So while the Russians were able to destroy almost all the Ukrainian fixed air defense systems because they were fixed, their mobile systems survived and, and they kept moving. And the Ukrainians were just smart operators and able to use that 
ability to move to 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 keep the Russians off balance, right? So, well, John, is that a is that a factor of? Well, it's got to be a factor. One of the big factors has to be training, and they did train from us at maybe a more decentralized, uh, with a more decentralized approach to decision making. And we all know the Russians are are stuck with this hierarchy going back to the Soviet days. That it's all got to come from the top down, but. Is it home field advantage as well? Uh, maybe the combined combination of the two. I, I'm going to go with uh, with option number one um, because I think you're spot on. And we we talked a little bit earlier on about that difference in the way we teach command and control in the U.S. And as Bob's alluding to, we've actually we're the ones who train the Ukrainian military, and our military does not fight from the top down. We get general orders from the top. And then we leave a lot of decision making to lower level people, you know, the the you know, battalion level, and even below that. Um, and that leads to people who are who are very very flexible. The other thing is, if you remember way back to our early discussions in Ukraine, we talked about the poison frog theory, and we talked about how the Eastern Europeans were training their entire civilian populations to be that poison frog. And what that means is, you can swallow the frog, and the frog dies, but eventually it's going to kill you. Right, because it's poison, and and that ability to take your advantages, which are things as Bob alluded to, the home field advantage of knowing every nook and cranny in your in your village and province, and knowing where to hide things, right, and the fact that you have a vested interest in how this uh, how this turns out, um, and then moving, keeping things on the move as opposed to that static fight. And if again, remember remember back to the early Russian offensive when they had all their tanks lined up on a road, yeah. Well, that's a that's not a that's not a really good thing to have, right? And and you know, and if you you know to get a little bit back to the Russians on missiles, you know, after they started failing, they tried to use their missile technology to change their public opinion, right? They tried to do some psychological warfare, and they tried to remember they tried to say there were some false flag operations. They they launched um, SS twenty ones at the subway station. There was that uh, Donetsk, uh, tw- you know, about twenty civilians died there. There was that mall attack. And unfortunately for the Russians, they left enough debris behind from those missiles for everybody to know that there were Russian missiles. And when that didn't work, then the Russians tried, they, they were running out of their own missiles, and they started using missiles that were really not purposed for ground offensive as ground offensive. So their 3M14s and their KH-101s are, you know, they're their best missiles, but now they were using like the KH-22, which is a ship missile, anti-ship missile against the building. And if you can imagine that technology that can identify a ship in the middle of the ocean, it's very difficult from the technology you need to identify that one building in the middle of a city. And so now you have all these civilian casualties, which, again, I don't think the Russians care about, but that's what's going on, right? And then even those repurposed missile stockpiles are running low, and that's when they started importing these Iranian Shahid series loiter missiles. And those are, if you, for your listeners, just think of those as a one-way ticket. That missile goes out. It can loiter, but it can't land. It's not designed for that. It has to be shot at something. So, you know, between the fact that the missile can't be reused and the fact that they probably have some operators that are a little bit inexperienced, they just start dropping them on civilian targets and trying to take out things like the electrical grid. Will we be, John, we're running out of time, but will we be able to figure out why, what caused at least... uh, 
we perceive the Russians to be on a very effective fighting force. Will we be able to figure out all the reasons that they are not good? And I guarantee you that some of the smartest minds in the Pentagon are working on this right now. And, and, and that's, a great, that's a great question. And I do think that one of the things we're really seeing is the difference between how the U.S. troops operate and how Russians operate. And it's not just Russians. It's any hierarchical society. And, and you know the Chinese are watching this with great interest. And, I, and I, I know I've said this before, but part of the reason why we have to fight in Ukraine is because I think it sends a message to the rest of the tyrants of the world that, you know, our techniques, the way we train, the way our people fight, and the way our allies fight is vastly different than the way they do. But I think and one of the frankly, things they're taking, better. I think one of the things that the Chinese have taken a lesson from is that the Biden administration and the military bureaucracy are very slow afoot. So that yes. if they do it quickly, they could have an easier chance or easier opportunity to take Taiwan. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, a, that's, that's the bad point. message that's been delivered. Right. That's, and that's, that's the question of you know, what comes next, right? So the, the, the Russians haven't been able to destroy the electrical grid in Ukraine. Uh, by the way, I want a Ukrainian electrician to work on my house because wherever these people are, they're brilliant. Hmm. Um, and what you see is that exactly as Bob said, you know, the, the, the Russians have not been able to maintain air superiority in Ukraine. It's why the Ukrainians want those F-16s, because once the Ukrainians gain air superiority, things change in that war very, very quickly. And you're absolutely right that the lessons the Chinese are taking from this is that you can't have prolonged struggles. You have to go pretty quickly. John, another uh, quick question. I thought if, if we were... In this, and I know the dangers and all of that, when the Russians were lined up for miles on their approach to Kiev, I mean, how many warthogs would it have taken to destroy that entire column? About three. Yeah. And I I have seen the warthog in action in the Persian Gulf, and I'll tell you, it's a fearsome airplane. And and I have to say that my dad worked for Fairchild uh, Republic Aviation. Uh, which built the A-10. And I got to see that thing test flown when I was about six years old. So that's how old that aircraft is. And it's an amazing piece of equipment. But again, it comes back to, you know, and, and oh, by the way, it's, 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 it's like flying a, um, a crop duster. It's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's a very simple aircraft. At the very same effective. time that the Russians were laid out to be filleted, uh, we were asking uh, Zelensky... Uh, how would he like to leave Ukraine? I mean, you just say, <laughs> yeah. so like w- this Biden administration has been so ham-handed. I, I, it's just, well, it's another, subject for, another subject Who for another time. day. But uh, John Perillo, <laughs> yeah. thank you very much. Next week, if you have an opportunity, I would love to talk about what the the objectives and the possibilities are for this Ukraine counteroffensive. Absolutely. I will, I will dig into that. And, and, and again, I want to apologize to your listeners because I had it wrong at the beginning. This is a war of attrition that the Ukrainians are winning. Right, so uh, fascinating change of, 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 of events and, and our thoughts. Thank you for having me. Well, John, somebody, somebody, from, uh, somebody from a service academy who could admit they were wrong. That's, a, that's a quite a step forward. <laughs> oh, I, I'm married. I'm used to that. So. <laughs> John Perillo, Monday Musings. Thank you, John. I've, have a great day. Bob. Right, Thank we'll you be, and your listeners. We'll be right back.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Here's the Storm Tracker's 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, partly sunny, low humidity, high of 75. Tonight, partly cloudy, scattered showers possible, low of 50. Tomorrow, clouds and sun. Spotty showers possible, high of 75. Wednesday, sunny. High of 72. Thursday, clouds and sun. Showers, high of 68. Bob Cadaro back with you on uh, WILK. A lot of interesting texts. I'm just, I don't know if I can get to all of them. Navy guy says he saw Billy Joel when he was with, um, touring with Elton John. Hmm. Someone else, let's see. Well, they don't indicate who they are, but they say LTS. LTS back at you. My favorite Billy Joel song is Easy Money. And I do remember the movie with Rodney Dangerfield and Joe Pesci. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, uh, people with a lot of comments. Somebody says Trump all the way in spite of what you think, Cadaro. Well, we're going to see. Let's have a primary. Let's stop knocking other Republicans. And let's stop stepping... On your own message, Donald Trump. He caused a second lawsuit after having caused the first one because he couldn't keep his mouth shut regarding that woman who alleged he assaulted her. And that's going to hang there in the general election. See, this is all general election fodder. They want Trump to win the primary. The enemies of this country want Trump to to win the primary because he stands the best chance of losing the general. And you guys know that. You know enough politics to about politics to know that. Somebody says, why didn't you tell the that guy, you mean John Perillo, I'm assuming, how you wanted to invite Putin to join NATO? No, I didn't want him to join NATO. I wanted to start discussing a military alliance with the Russians. 
against the Chinese. And and maybe, maybe bring NATO into it. Maybe not. Our own alliance, military and energy. And that would have offset the Chinese, which is our true existential enemy. And I will use that word that is so overused. Another existential enemy is the media. New York Times called Joe Biden fit, sharp, and strike, having having capacity of striking stamina. Now, if that is not sick, twisted propaganda, what is? As he's stumbling around the Air Force Academy. Frightening. Joe from Trips Park, you've been patient, my friend. How are you? How are you, Bob? Great. Real quick, I was uh, calling one of my friends, a co-worker from Ukraine, one of the buses shops, because we owned a few apartments over there, and uh, just, you know, make sure his family was okay, with, and uh, told him always how his business is going, so he starts laughing, he goes, business, what business, everything blow up, yeah. <laughs> so then uh, he tells me, I didn't know this, he owns several acres by uh, Oceanfront over there, so he had an investor a couple of years ago decide they were going to build a hotel big hotel, 70 rooms, and just about done with the hotel, the whole war broke out. So I told him, I said, well, I guess when this is over, you'll be fine. You know, pretty soon, I guess. It should end soon, I hope. He goes, what ends soon? You know how much money Zelensky and everybody's making? They don't want this to end. Hmm. (laughs) So I said, what do you mean? He goes, no, they're making, he goes, if we send 500 rifles, they keep 300, they sell 200. There has been evidence of that. I, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, and, and that's what cynics would think, especially you Ukrainian native who have observed the corruption in the country for decades. When we send blank checks, yeah, country in the world, you know. So, and I, you know, it's sorry about your loss. But maybe you, you get insurance money. Something's going to go on. You know, when this war is over, everybody's going to be doing. Well, I, it's it's a it's a curious thing that I go back to. March, when this started out, and there was a proposal on the table that Russia withdraw, and this was uh, uh, managed by Erdogan from Turkey, that Russia withdraw and that Ukraine acknowledge uh, the takeover of Crimea, and that that was Russian territory. And the third thing was that they would renounce both NATO and Ukraine, their entry into NATO. And those three things, and it's credibly asserted, would have ended the war after, before all of this death and destruction. Yeah, I still stand, even though I don't want him to run again, but... If Trump would have been in office, I still stand as war wouldn't have happened. Never happened. That agreement would Never have been happened. Somebody said and, he uh, would have given uh, Ukraine away. Not not a chance. No. With, with, no. with American energy superiority and their fear of Donald Trump, they would not have even thought of it. No. The, uh, the Biden administration has been invested in Ukraine for a very long time for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. All the wrong reasons. And NATO pushing the borders further and further closer to Russia. What do you expect? It's China and movement Canada. What would we do? Yeah. No. I... So this was kind of brewing. It was brewing for a while. 
So, I mean, and they, they did nothing to help or stop it. They and, had and, all the cars in their hands and did nothing. And Biden's solution was to call uh, Putin a killer. I mean, that, that was his solution. I, I, yeah, that was going to really help. It's playing with fire because are you going to really back that guy into a corner? I mean, Putin can't afford to lose his war. If he loses, he's going to get killed in Russia. He can't just walk away. He has no scenario he could just walk away safely. He's not going to sail off into the sunset. He either has to win, compromise, or he's going to get killed. That's how it works. So we tell they're going to assassinate you. And, and the irony of that, of, of the entire situation, is he doesn't have to care what happens to Russian soldiers. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And he, I mean, he doesn't already. Have you seen what they've been? They've been just throwing bodies at this like typical Russian war history. Yep. They've been marching people in there. They're taking people out of prisons, training them for two weeks, and sending them to the front lines. If you retreat, you're shot on the spot. Crazy stuff. Hey, I mean, it's it's, it's terrible. Joe, quickly, you asked about something in a text, I believe. Oh yes. Um, how this whole war has started. Peter Zan wrote a very good book about this, and he actually predicted the war down to the year. But uh, Russia's population declined, same issue, and you kind of have a ticking time bomb to where you can take action before your population is not enough to fight any wars. So, so happens the other day. And what Putin's been doing to kind of combat the because you can't force people to have babies, they are kidnapping Ukrainian children by the tens of thousands and shipping them all over Russia, they're not even trying to hide it. There is commercials aired on Russian TV to adopt a Ukrainian child. You just can't adopt them if you live close to the border. Hmm. Quite amazing. So far that's that I wanted to bring that point up because that's a story. You know, there's so many stories. And I said, while I have you, yeah, let's talk about that. But, hey, I appreciate it, Joe, uh, very much. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you. All right. We'll take a break and be back. Bob Cadaro, The Eponymous Show, rolls on. We are back. Bob Cadaro with you. W-I-L-K. The Eponymous Show continuing. And let's go right to Andrew in Joycey. Hi, Andrew. Yeah, I guess you make a good point with Trump's mouth. But um, that will probably get thrown out. It should get thrown out what he said at the town hall which also was looked at as a debate. <laughs> but since you mentioned that, now I remember when I was listening to the deposition and wanted to cheer, but I was shooting a lacrosse game and I didn't want to cheer unless they scored. <laughs> but Trump and on New York WABC conservative talk, the lawyer said, don't do that, Trump. What he did during the deposition, the smug lawyer said, you said she's not your type. Like you would judge a woman, you mean by appearance? Are you some kind of... Well, the worst part about that, Andrew, we pointed out here, was that they showed him a picture of Marla Maples, who he left his wife for, and he said, or or what he he claimed it was Marla Maples, it was the plaintiff. So he made it, he totally torpedoed himself. Rita Cosby. She commented and said the picture was blurry, like because we didn't actually see the picture. Yeah, well, he said it's my wife, <laughs> but, and it was the and it was the plaintiff. But on the, uh, he said to the lawyer, he goes, "She's," he said, "not just physical, but personality." He goes, and you're not my type either. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's when I wanted to cheer. I was just like, yeah, and but the lawyer said, "Don't say that to the lawyer." 
But I just love that when he said, you're not my type. Because she was getting I in his face. I don't deny that he's funny, but he cannot shut his stupid yeah. mouth. And you're talking about, too, like the propaganda. The um, CNN, they literally wanted him to say he feels sorry for the trauma that the plaintiff went through for her sexual assault. So they want him <laughs> to say, even though he's saying he didn't commit the assault, he wants to he feels sorry that she was assaulted, <laughs> yeah, well. but that's how messed up. But I just want to say Biden people, um, are, you know, with the fall they're focusing on, but they missed that there, he was insulting the Naval Academy students because it's probably a made up story anyway about the quarterback, but you don't go there to play quarterback. You go there because you want to be a Naval officer and you want to serve your country. I did a shot a game at West Point. And they had the senior halftime, and they were like, and such and such is graduating. He's going to, he'll be stationed in Iraq. And then the next person, he'll be. So they're actually going sometimes into combat zones. They don't go there. Well, they're to play active sport, military. So. The moment they yep. start school there, they, they're active yep. military. Now, he, he look at the guy is, the guy's a disgrace. He, Joe Biden is a complete embarrassing disgrace and it's scary in these times to have somebody like that in charge andrew thank you very much my friend uh yeah it's 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 truly unbelievable that this is our guy this is our leader it's scary uh and 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 it's incredibly dangerous Mel wants to know, why is it not okay for Ukraine to bomb inside Russia? That's an interesting question. The, I guess the key rationale for them not doing that is that the Russians could escalate with weaponry that the Ukrainians do not have. And that would primarily be nuclear weapons. And that's the point to give Putin's not winning the war. Is he losing? Very hard to tell, but he's not winning the war. He wants an excuse to drop nukes or, or escalate dramatically because he can't win it on the ground. Apparently without, well, certainly not without great, great damage to his own military from Russia. And so they don't want Ukraine to escalate the fighting when at least theoretically they're getting the better of it or at least have achieved a stalemate. I go back, wouldn't have happened if Trump was president, number one, and we were pumping energy and this weakling wasn't involved. We'll be back. Yeah, that, that was not too far from Hollywood. Thanks, Billy Joel. 1968, this date. Senator Robert F. Kennedy shot and mortally wounded, mortally wounded after claiming victory in California's Democratic presidential primary at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles. Sirhan Bishara Sirhan. Arrested at the scene. Mm. It's chilling to still hear it, but I rem- to hear that news report, I remember as a young kid watching it. 
It was beyond stunning. You know, one of those moments when you thought, like, everything's going to hell in a handbasket. Much like the entire Joe Biden presidency. <sighs> Crazy. Uh, let's see. And- Andre, or is it Andrew? Andrew in New Jersey. He says, uh, was Biden a high school football quarterback and highly recruited? I didn't. He- I heard tell of this, but I didn't hear it. He was talking about that he was a quarterbacker. I, I, he just lies with every time he speaks. And the media is calling him the New York Times, and everybody else will pick up the mantle. Fit, sharp, and have having striking stamina. <laughs> it's just like he. He's making up his whole life story. He's president of the United States. At what point do these gross insecurities stop taking over your life? I guess never with Joe Biden. So the, uh, just a reminder that uh, the our, our hourly sponsors, we've got... Uh, Dunmore Lumber Company, 622 South Blakely Street, Dunmore. And we've got uh, the Marjan Golf Course, which uh, is the best bargain in golf. And Dunmore Lumber Company helps you bite, uh, fight and beat the big box blues. It's, it's a big deal. Yeah, Joe Biden, I, he, he cannot help but lie. About everything. Somebody had sent me, um, either Frank or Steve or Mario, they sent me um, this uh, tape, and Trump's calling him out, where Biden was lying about where he went to school. Like, what? I'm just remarkable. All right, so I talked about Biden for, you know, about a minute here. I've got to go back to our great veterans to cleanse my palate. James Clark, South Wilkes-Barre. He was in the U.S. Army during the Vietnam War in uh, the South Korea on the DMZ. Like, right where, <laughs> boy, oh, boy. It was one of the one of the places that was nearly as hot as Vietnam itself. Survived by his wife of 43 years and, and, and children. Gordon Schaefer. And these, are, these guys are in their 70s. U.S. Army veteran. Two years during the Vietnam War. Specialist E-5. Wife Phyllis he was with for, or his partner Phyllis he was with for over 54 years. Timothy Bozek, Pittston. Forward observer, as uh, John uh, Perillo was noting, in Iraq with the Bravo Company, 2nd Battalion out of Fort Hood, Texas, during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Dennis Opiella, Wilkes-Barre, U.S. Navy on the submarine Trumpet Fish. Stanley Stansky. 
served in the U.S. Army based in Fairbanks, Alaska, leaves behind a wife of 58 years, Helen. These are our veterans for today. And we proudly, we just proudly say their names. So that's what's going on here. We, boy, when you watch this president, I I can't, you couldn't describe, you never had anyone who reached this level of disgrace. I don't care if you thought Trump was crude or this or that. This person, and by the way, just because they don't report it, you all know better. Even you who purport to be or are Biden supporters, you know he is a complete degenerate fool. I don't know. Again, uh, I, I talked about this last week, and I will repeat it just before we get to the news. This is not like a football team that's having a bad year. This is a football team if or a sports team that has been taken over by demons and a demonic ideology. Run by lies and liars. And that's what we have. And that's who Biden represents happily. Anything to get power. All right. Time for the news with Paula Degnan. We will take the break. We'll come back to you with our number three. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 